and we have a girl cat and a boy cat. We're just watching a cat and cow looks at our boy cat and it's like this like boy, you know, facade on a fundamentally feminine thing. And that specifically feels like such a right way to describe me. I'm Jasper Lior, and this is Gender Euphoria, the podcast where we break down what gender euphoria is and talk about the beautiful, wonderful, incredible parts of trans identity. I want to acknowledge that the trans experience is complex and diverse. This podcast is not a comprehensive representation of that experience. Each episode, I chat to a beautiful human about their beautiful gender. Today, I'm joined by Isaac Greenewalt. Isaac is a mediocre barista, fashion mogul, and thinks they're a psychologist. Thanks so much for being here today, Isaac. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. I like to start by asking people how they identify and what their pronouns are. I identify as non-binary, and my pronouns are they, them, theirs. What does gender euphoria mean to you? Really just living a very authentic, personalized self and life and kind of being seen for that, I think, by yourself, by loved ones, by like strangers, whatever, you know, and kind of being able to like inhabit that in a space you're in. I feel like that's what gender euphoria means for me right now. Yeah. You know? That's making me think, is there a difference between living authentically for yourself and being seen as your authentic self by others? Or is that all just the same thing? Like, if others aren't seeing you the way you want to be seen, can you still be feeling gender euphoric if you are living your authentic self. Maybe there's like an inner security about it that like, especially for newbies, like it helps when other people are reading you that way. But potentially there's like a place that it's kind of a self-reliant gender euphoria that's a little more stable and permanent, which would be a very fun place to be at. I feel like most of my personal feelings of gender euphoria have been being seen by other people. Yeah. And I have not figured out yet or just had the time in this gender journey to create my own gender euphoria within myself. But now that we're talking about it, it definitely feels like that's possible. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Seems like a pretty good goal too. I, I kind of want to want to get on that. <laughs> <laughs> what does gender euphoria feel like? When I think I felt gender euphoric, there's like feeling like I can be myself and like a kind of security and comfort to do that. And like, it feels like kind of having my guards down a little bit about my affectation or my behavior, what I'm saying, whatever, and how I'm presenting, you know, in my personality there are a lot of disparate pieces and they feel like they fit different boxes of the like gender categories that are there or the binary categories at least you know what I mean like feminine and masculine are kind of murky terms 
you know, like they're, they're kind of a jumble of random qualities. But I think sometimes I feel like I'm like, oh, I'm acting like this type of guy or like when I was a little more repressed, like, oh, that's too feminine. Like I shouldn't do that. But it's like, I think all these like what are classically seen as disparate traits like are just in me and in all of us, you know? And so it's like, and that feels like a very gendered thing because like the traits I'm willing to accept about myself or describe myself as or reject in myself are very based on gender, you know? Part of me feeling euphoria around gender is just being able to accept and embrace all those things and not try to be fitting a category or a prototype. That's kind of what non-binary allows me to do is just be kind of invent my own prototype for personhood that I can just be me. You know, I'm not trying to be any single category of thing. I used to do way more, but still do a lot of self-policing and gender policing in ourselves, you know, and all of those things like picking which qualities to admit that we are to ourselves or which ones to reject is so, so like the story we tell ourselves about our own gender, I feel like is so mired in the binary. And so I feel like that's a big piece of my gender euphoria. That for me, the first step of putting all those things together and being like, this is all the things of me was kind of coming to my non-binariness, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I feel like because I came out as queer so long ago, not that I had less of that, but just like I wasn't really entrenched in those structures. I agree with you that like a queer sexual orientation, at least the way I've seen it and experienced it, lends itself to less gender policing because that's already a little bit breaking the like traditional rigid boundaries. And I think that was a huge part of like, I am pansexual, but I think a big drive to recognize my attraction to men and share with people my bisexuality, especially when I'm in a, or was more in like a straight seeming, straight passing relationship. A big part of the freedom of that was that I had a little bit more gender freedom also, even though, you know, sexual orientation doesn't have to be related to gender uh, identity, but that that really is what it lent me. I feel like for a couple of years when I was new to it, was just this like, oh, I can have flimsy wrists and kind of motion femininely with my hands, and now I'm kind of allowed to under my new this new piece of my identity. I think that there's less of that, and that did like lend that me a little early freedom in that, you know. Yeah, and I wonder if, like, you feeling really strongly about your queerness was, like, feeling a need 
that maybe you couldn't name that you needed a more flexibility in your gender expression and this was like a way that the world around you could digest yeah. that information and that you could really come to terms with that in yourself. Yes, totally. Yeah. That's very Probably helpful. that was the same for me also. I was just in seventh grade when I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm a lesbian. Yeah. But really, that was me being like, I'm not cis straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel different. This feels like the closest thing <laughs> to yeah. describe that difference. Yeah. And I didn't know a genderqueer person at that time in my life. Yeah. Or even really know about them or know that that was an option for yeah. me. Wow. I think when I was back when I was identifying as a straight man, we'll put it around like 18, 19, 20 is the time period I'm thinking of, you know. I think the gender policing and like the the qualities I was mostly like suppressing in myself were feminine qualities getting older having more accepting people in my life like coming out as bisexual whatever let me more embrace those and then right in this past year or so i feel like more the qualities that i've been suppressing in myself have been masculine traits a surprising thing to me, I guess, thinking about assigned male at birth, like a couple months ago, identifying as a man. The fact that I now, since having identified as non-binary, feel so much more freedom in embracing the masculine qualities of mine, because I think I was like, either like feeling like a fake gay or like some like straight by erasure anxiety, whatever like being too mask or something like that and really such an interesting thing is like really embracing more mask assertiveness and confidence in certain qualities that i'm surprised are coming out as in my mind the categories are like <laughs> going from man to non-binary is moving farther away from the masculine side of the spectrum you know cool. i feel like it Definitely, that would be the perception that, like, moving from man to non-binary would move away from masculinity. But I feel like right. for you and probably for lots of other people, that non-binary identifier moves you in front of the masculinity and femininity spectrum in a way yeah. where yeah. you're not moving in one direction or another, but you're able to... Yeah. ...be all parts of yourself again. It's just, like, off that track. Or that sliding scale. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, oh, now it can be a bunch of stuff. This is great. What is a moment of gender euphoria that stands out in your life? I hadn't thought about not being cis much at all. This is probably six months ago now, five months ago. And I'm just in my apartment having smoked with my partner cal and we're lying on the bed just like hanging out and we're watching our cats cats feel like just such like femi delicate creatures and we have a girl cat and a boy cat and we're just watching our cats and cal looks at our boy cat and it's like he's a boy version of such a fundamentally feminine thing and then she turns to me and goes, just like you. 
offhandedly and I like start tearing up and I'm like, oh, yeah, that feels so right, you know? And I like really have a moment seemingly out of nowhere and Cal asked me, she's like, do you think you're non-binary? And it had never crossed my mind. I didn't really know what I was talking about. So my first response, I think, was like, I don't know if that sounds right. Maybe like gender fluid. Just because I didn't know what these words meant in a real lived experience way even. But anyway, that was like the first time that that had kind of crossed my mind. It's also like anybody who has been, who's spent a lot of time around a boy cat knows exactly what you're talking about when you say that. And like in that way, we we know that we live in a non-binary world. Like, just look at boy cats. Obviously, they're not cis. What is something that's really seeing your gender these days? I'm getting a little bit into jewelry right now and wearing necklaces. I have this like thin gold chain with a little like gold spike triangle whatever that i really like wearing yeah dancing really is always always makes me feel fucking euphoric and probably gender euphoric yeah that's really that's that's really the sweet spot when i'm dancing i feel great and music that i'm loving frank ocean i feel like always makes me feel great i've been loving dua lipa and jesse ware also right now some real like disco feel stuff so that's been fun i think like my body and how i carry it and how i move it is very wrapped up in gender you know when i can really get into dancing when i'm just like high and by myself and like listening to music i love I can like really get into dancing in like a full body, just like go for it. Very, very unselfconscious way. I guess feeling things through my whole body and just like really living in my body and moving it really intentionally in ways that I like feels great, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for being here and chatting with me. It's been awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This has been amazing gender euphoria is a queer videography podcast produced by alana capra music by jasper leor find show notes and photos to go with each episode on instagram at gender euphoria pod if you or someone you know needs to talk to somebody about gender visit thetrevorproject.org if you or somebody you know wants to talk to me about gender on this podcast, email info at queervideography.com. Love yourself, listen to your body, and gender boldly. Apple trees and honeybees, the ocean breeze, a really good sneeze. There's gender queer and gender fuck, non-binary and ladies who tuck. There's trans man, thank you ma'am, the girls, the gays, the days, going out for a swim in a sea of manta rays. We're all eating to poop and pooping to eat in whatever bathroom I take a seat. And we're all just humans, homos looking for love. We're all just humans, except the cats and aliens. <laughs>